This is episode 82, Pivoting Self-Acceptance and Love by Design with Amy May. You're listening to an open book. I'm your host, Sarah Lynn. Each week, we'll open up at least one book that will expand your heart and your mind on topics covering life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. You'll also hear from special guests open up about their own journey to being happy on purpose and the challenges and beliefs they had to overcome to get there. If you're open to looking at the world in new ways, are okay with occasionally being triggered, and are ready to take your habits and decision-making off the default mode in order to become the creator, not the bystander of your life, you are in the right place, and I will see you on the inside. Hi there. Welcome back to another episode. Today, I am joined by a super fun guest, and they're all super fun, but I have Amy May with me today, who is a librarian and also an online business owner helping individuals in all areas of their life, really um, with self, self-love, self-acceptance. And she is doing so many incredible things. And we're going to get into all of those things and, um, and how y- you might feel inspired or maybe give yourself permission to try or stop certain things based on some of the things that Amy and I get into. So um, with that, Amy, I'm going to go ahead and bring you in and welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Okay, so I kind of gave I kind of gave a a, a a general overview of who you are and what you do, but just give us give us some details on the librarian and um, just how you're helping with uh, how you're helping people right now with your online business. Yeah, so I have been working in libraries for the past 11 years, and what that has given to me is just I love helping people, and libraries are a great way to do it, like nonprofit, um, and it's just all about service, and that's one of the core parts of who I am is to serve others, and I wanted to take that a step further in the um, online business world. And um, I got started because I noticed as I was trying to live my best life and be healthy, there wasn't a lot of resources and like bigger women. Like I am a proud plus size babe. And and there wasn't a lot of information out there with people like me. And since then, this was uh, about like 2013. So seven years ago, that I noticed this like lack and I had to keep on modifying everything to me and nothing was, nothing felt quite right. And so, uh, as I started to love and accept myself more, I wanted to put myself out there and I wanted to, uh, share my story. And so that uh, other women who were like me didn't feel like they had to be alone. And uh, my focus and my uh, my story has shifted so much over the years. And right now, uh, I've learned this like 
concept of human design. I don't really quite know what to call it, but it has really allowed me to just start actually living my best life ever. And it has unlocked so much for me by just learning how I'm meant to function and living in alignment. And so right now that is what I am teaching other people is how they can use their design to um, find love, to love themselves, to find their soulmate love, to um, heck some in my own I, I'm friends with a lot of business owners, so I just share with them, like, um, you could be running your business this way because this is how you're meant to function. And um, it's just, it's just my passion. I, I love it. Oh, Amy, you are the perfect guest for this podcast because I'm obsessed with human design. We have so many other people who are obsessed with human design. So I'm excited to get into that with you. And I know I talked to you about this before the interview. We've had somebody on to talk about how human design applies to businesses, coaching businesses, making offers, selling. Um, but I know that you kind of use it through a different lens. And so I'm really excited to talk about that. But before we do, um, one of the, the topics that I wanted to get into you, get into you, um, get into, get Amy, I can't speak, get into you with is about your journey and just kind of the different pivots and changes that you've made from what you call yourself to your offer to the type of people that you help to your changing your facebook group name and i myself have gone through some of that and i know that others experience that in some way whether it's doing exactly it, changing and maybe feeling guilty or flaky or bad in some way for changing your mind, or maybe it's preventing them from even starting because they're afraid they're going to change their mind. So how, what I guess has led to, how have you been able to give yourself permission to make those changes and how have you known that it's time to make a change? So when I first like really got started, like being intentional about the message I was putting online, that was in uh, about two, two and a half years ago, like beginning of 2018. And um, at that point, I was really passionate about uh, becoming a plus size personal trainer. And I wanted to be able to create workouts for people who like I'm incredibly inflexible. So that was what I wanted to do. I wanted to be able to create workouts so that um, other people wouldn't necessarily have to modify what everybody else was putting out there. And uh, I went and I got, or I started to study for my personal training certification. But as I was going into that work, it just didn't feel aligned to me. Um, and so I stopped. <laughs> and um, my thing has been, whenever something doesn't feel good to me anymore, I tend to stop. And I used to feel guilty about that. And, uh, and I stopped feeling guilty because actually it was this year when I really, I keep on talking about human design, but it really has changed my life. But um, in human design, there's different types. And the type that I am, I'm a manifesting generator. And uh, 
a manifesting generator, they're meant to, they have all these different ideas. They have all these things going on. And we have this cycle where we start something and we go through it. And then it's like, as soon as it doesn't feel aligned anymore, it's time to move on. And so once I learned about that cycle and I really embraced it, I go, you know what? It is time for me when something doesn't feel aligned anymore, it doesn't feel good. It's time to move on. And, um, with the, uh, personal trainer thing, I have a really good friend of mine and she actually started a personal trainer business cause that's her jam and her workouts are amazing. And I'm like, I don't have to modify this. So I just share or pour all my love into her. And I, um, when I'm, when I'm working out and doing it, like I promote her company and help her build her company because she's doing the work that doesn't quite feel aligned any to me for me to do it, but I'm passionate about it. Mm. Okay. And yeah, I guess it's, it's, um, once you know about the human design, it, it is hard to have a conversation without bringing it in because, um, it's like you, you understand like why you do what you do so much more. So I am a huge fan of human design and we had just talked to, and maybe this is why we click Amy. I'm also a manifesting generator and can change my mind and, and, um, move from thing to thing pretty quickly, but there's all this guilt that comes with it that I have just started to try and release. Um, knowing that's just kind of part of my design as a human. Um, do you find like, do you find that with other people that like, or did you experience any of that? Like that guilt or feeling like flaky or you just can't commit? Yeah, I definitely, I definitely felt like that. Um, another big change I went through and when you and I met, I was, uh, I was super into uh, dating and relationship coaching. And, um, you know, last year I was in a relationship and I was in complete denial about it, like 100%. And I thought I had found the best relationship in my life. And I was like, I'm so happy. I figured this out. And then um, I realized like I was suppressing all of my emotions in it and I was denying what was best for me. And that relationship blew up in my face in January. And, uh, and I got into like, I was questioning my purpose with my business. And I was like, how can I be a dating and relationship coach when I lived in such denial in that relationship? And uh, like, since then I have, I met, I met somebody new, like immediately afterward. And, um, it's not like an official relationship yet because hello COVID, um, <laughs> complicates things. But, uh, since I've stepped into alignment, I've been able to really feel what feels best for me. And I do feel as if I can go back to, um, talking about relationships, talking about dating, but in a new way from all the lessons that I learned from being in denial and everything that I've learned um, about 
dating since like this whole year because it's been completely different and um, being able to adjust. And as far as the guilt and everything, like it happens and everything you're feeling is valid. Um, and I've just learned to like process that out and when you suppress an emotion, when you suppress guilt, when you suppress anger, when you suppress frustration, it's going to eventually blow up in your face. Mm. And so I just express it. I go, you know what? I feel a little guilty. And uh, I'm sure you've seen like you're in my Facebook group. I just say, hey guys, I'm changing my name again. <laughs> they, thanks for giving me grace. I'm figuring this out. Like I'm very open about what I'm going through. And, um, there hasn't been anyone in my audience <laughs> who has said anything bad to me. Oh, uh, right. And most, and I don't think I would, I don't I, like, I've never thought anything about you specifically or anybody else who's changed their mind. And so I don't know, I wanted to talk about this because, um, it happens. We're human beings. And the only way I think to even know if you want to do something a lot of times I, you know, I am a huge fan of like looking within listening, you know, tuning into yourself. And also sometimes you just have to try something to see if it works and how tragic to miss out on that, either that success or that lesson, if it doesn't work out, because you're afraid of what somebody else is going to say. And that's kind of a note to myself. Um, but I think that's what I have found for me is that, you know, I don't want any, I, I'm afraid of being judged, changing my mind or something not working out and having to pivot or just choosing to let something go. I don't know. So I love, I love that you do that. And I love how you just say, Hey guys, <laughs> I'm changing my name again, or I'm changing the topic or whatever you want to do. Um, you can change at any time. So I love that you've been so open with that. Um, any other, any other thoughts or advice on changing your mind? Um, one thing popped up as you were talking, when you were talking about judgment and something I learned from uh, Jim Fortin, who's amazing, is that no matter who you are, no matter how big your following is, no matter how little your following is, you're going to be judged no matter what. Um, he had us watch this video of Elvis and had us like write comments. And we realized as we're watching like Elvis, we're all making comments. We're all making like evaluations about this video, about his life, about everything. And this is, you know, Elvis, he's an icon and everything. So no matter what, like people are going to say stuff about you, whether it's good, whether it's bad. And it's just learning how to detach from placing your value on what other people are saying about you and really putting yourself first and putting how you feel about yourself first versus what Joe Schmo is saying about you on the internet. Mm. Okay. And that's a really great lead in to what else I wanted to talk to you about, which was self-love, self-acceptance. And I know you have talked before about 
sometimes that can come across as selfish or people think it feel it is selfish putting yourself first putting your needs first expressing what you need or want so how i guess how do you start doing that and and how do you let go of some of that of that feeling of of selfishness or in your experience, I guess, what's been, how do you help people kind of embrace that, that self-love so that they can do what's best for them without obviously hurting people intentionally, but also not hurting themselves? So with me personally, like I started small, um, I would, you know, I would just start like adding more things that bring me joy into my life. Like uh, as a librarian, I love to read. So I would read more books or, you know, read blogs that interest me. I also, um, I really love watching stuff on TV. So I would, you know, do more like watching things that brought me joy on Netflix um, or whatever streaming service. I, um, people who know me really well know that I'm obsessed with dolphins and oceans and mermaids. So I started watching like ocean documentaries and that brought me so much joy and that radiated into, um, just doing even more that brought me joy. And, uh, we talked a little bit earlier, but, um, that like the more that I focused on my joy and my happiness, that more led into, only allowing people in my life that brought me joy and brought me like happiness. And I had to create some boundaries around like certain people in my life, like mainly family. I've been incredibly blessed with uh, the friendships that I've had and, and that they love and accept and celebrate me no matter what the heck I'm doing or how crazy they think I am. Um, like my friends from high school, you know, they're pretty much amazing and they support me no matter what. But, you know, I have like, I have some family members where it's, they don't accept some of the things that I'm doing, some of the beliefs that I hold. And I had to create some boundaries with that. And it's like a working, a work in progress. And what I would tell people is that if there's somebody in your life that, um, is bothering them who doesn't really respect their boundaries uh, have a conversation with them and it's really hard um and I I the biggest one in my life is my mom and uh, we've always had like a really complicated relationship but you know I've had conversations but when she ignores it that's where um like I've had to walk away like when I've been over at their house like and they keep on pushing with things that uh, that I don't want and, uh, they want me to behave a certain way. I've walked away and, um, they thought I was crazy at first. And then, then they got like really concerned and, um, and we had led to this beautiful conversation, like, Hey, if you're pushing me too hard, I'm going to walk away or I'm going to hang up the phone or I'm going to do this. And it's really about like taking these baby steps with loving yourself and just following what feels good. Hmm. Okay, I wanna go back to something that you said 
at the very beginning of that was that like you loved oceans and mermaids and dolphins. And I don't know, especially, and I, I don't know, I hate to stereotype, but I think especially for women, sometimes we just get caught up, whether it's like being a mother or just, you know, doing what's maybe expected or being a good girl or whatever. Or, you know, a lot, I know you and I are in this world of like online entrepreneurs. So it's like, you know, getting to the six figures or million dollar businesses and hustle and doing all this, this work and making things happen that for me personally, I, I was at a point, um, in my career too, where it's like, I didn't even know what I liked. And just in the last, two years. And I, there were things that I, I knew, but it was like, just, you know, do, do this, you know, and then wake up and do, do again. And, um, I think there is such a, um, a, like a, 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 a gift to yourself to first identify what are those things as silly or as, serious as they might be and then just doing more of that. So I, I'm so glad that you shared that, um, about, you know, just allowing yourself to watch Netflix on a topic that you like. <laughs> yeah. And to add on to that, and I went through this period where I was just, I don't know what I like. I'm, I'm struggling so much. I feel like I'm drowning and it's okay to pause, like you were talking about the hustle and everything. And um, in my business, like after, uh, like it, it, back in January, like after the breakup, and then, uh, and then when COVID hit, I took a big pause in my business because I recognized that something wasn't right and I didn't feel like showing up anymore so I only showed up when it felt good and I treated my business Instagram because Instagram's my jam uh, I treated it like my personal where I just talked about whatever and I didn't show up that much and uh, that's okay and it's okay to take a pause that it took me about uh, about six months and now I'm finally I'm like oh here's what inspires me. Here's what is, here's what I'm passionate about. Here's how I can share. And now like all these things are coming to me, all of these opportunities and uh, people are engaging with me and really enjoying what I'm having to say. And it's because I gave myself permission to take that pause and to play around and experiment with what I like. And uh, one tip I have is that if you're like, I don't know what I like, I don't know anything anymore, mm. start with what you enjoyed as a kid. Start with what you enjoyed uh, or the last time you remember enjoying something, go back to it and see if it still brings you joy. Oh, that's a good, that's a really good tip. And that was going to be one of my questions was how do you, how do you get in touch with some of those things? Um, I've also heard just like allowing yourself to be curious about things. And, um, I love, I like that you took some time off social media there. What's, have you seen the documentary on Netflix? And I haven't yet, but I've heard amazing things. Social, the, the documentary about like the dangers of social media. 
Do you I have haven't, it? but it's on my list. Okay. Okay. I haven't either. I haven't either. But I think that's just like, there are pros and cons to everything. Like a, you know, like a knife could cook something. It could also hurt somebody, but, um, there is sometimes just a need. And I have felt that way too, Amy, just to take some time off. Um, just to take some time off from like the, the input, <laughs> um, and allowing yourself just to maybe like create and not take anything in and not take other people's opinion in kind of that, that ebbing and flowing. Um, but you have to give, especially if you're using a tool for your business, um, you do need to give yourself that permission. Cause I, I do know that you could feel guilty about that or maybe not give yourself permission to do that. But I love what you said and that all this amazing stuff came from that space. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's definitely, I think, I feel like a concern somebody who is a business owner would have about taking a break on social media is well, what if my whole business falls apart? What if like everything falls apart? And um, uh, you and I both know Paul Fishman. He took, he recently took a two month break off of Instagram and he still got his followers. He still has his business and was able to, uh, with that break, create something even better and to still like build your business because your social media account is not necessarily your business. Mm -hmm. um, this is just for any business owners out there who's afraid of taking a break. Uh, one of I um, I started working for Lauren Liz Love. She she's also going through a huge like rebrand and just this shift, and it's just more evidence that it's okay to shift and everything. But I think she takes breaks from social media uh, all the time and she shows up in a way that feels good to her. Um, and like, cause she's dealing with a lot of health problems right now. And so um, it's okay to take that permission and her business isn't going to fall apart. Like her business is like thriving right now because she did take a break. And um, when your business gets big enough, you can hire people to support you so that they can keep like the business cogs flowing while you take the break that you need to either like take care of your health, your mental health, physical health, whatever. And um, I just think it's beautiful. It is. So with, with how you show up now, since your break, um, I two kind of two questions. How, what has changed, if anything? And then how, how are you managing that strategy so that it is sustainable and you don't get burnt out again? Or maybe you have a planned break or just any, anything that's been working for you um, that, that others might be able to, to steal from to kind of keep their sanity when it comes to social media. Um, I do it in a way that is enjoyable to me. Uh, for me, I hate posting from my phone. So I use apps like Later um, or there's Planoly and I type it from my computer because it feels good. Um, when I have all of these like thoughts and feelings and ideas, I will type out content and have it in my Google Drive. And so when I don't necessarily 
feel inspired or feel like fully showing up, I can plug in what I have like shared before and throw it out there. Um, like scheduling things out in advance, like when I'm feeling that like fire helps me so, so much. Cause right now I don't, my business isn't big enough to have a team. Like I'm, I, I've really just gotten my fire going again in the past few weeks. So it's still like very brand new. Uh, but like my plan is to set up ways so my business can be like automated. So I have that space to take a break and um, having offers that are just permanently on my website, you know, like I'm, um, I'm planning out a masterclass that I want to hold in about a month and I'm going to just have the recording on the website forever. So if people want to learn from me and I'm not in that energy to like show up live and in person, they can have something of mine, um, so that they can learn, so that they can grow, so that they can get the support that they need without necessarily having me there all the time. Amy, I really like that. I like that you said, you know, I do it because it feels good. Um, because I, I believe that too, that there's no right or wrong way to show up. Um, you know, people have million dollar businesses with just an email list. There's some people who never get on Instagram and still are making it in this world, right? Um, so it is just figuring out what feels good to you and what feels aligned and works. And you might have to play with that, um, it sounds like, to kind of figure out what that flow is for you. And then it might change again. Um, the other thing I want to talk about while you're here, Amy, is body image and loving this, this, this physical being that we are born into this body that we are born into and really can't do a lot to, to change. I mean, there are obviously things that we can do, but I know all sizes of men and women, um, you know, there, I, I hardly hear anybody saying, oh my God, I love my body or I love my face or I love my hair. You know, we're so critical. Why, why is that? I believe it's, it's how we're taught. It's all around us in like media. I think of, I think of the movie Mean Girls and you know, when the main character Katie Aaron is coming into this popular group and she's like, why is everybody criticizing their body? Like, why is it like all the popular girls, they're just criticizing their body, but that's like the epitome of what uh, diet culture is. And I'm very much like anti-diet culture where um, it's like a billion dollar industry that feeds on people not loving their bo the body that they're in and wanting to change it. And uh, the thing is, is that if diets worked, then everybody would be loving their loving their bodies, being the perfect size, and they would be broke. So it's a system designed to keep us hating our bodies. Um, and I was first like introduced to this concept in uh, 2015. And I, uh, it unlocked like everything for me. And I realized that I could love my body, like no matter what size it is, and like actually learn how to really truly start taking care of it and showing it love versus I'm trying to manipulate it, trying to change it. 
Um, and I have, I have my good days. I have my bad days. Like even now, um, I mentioned before, like the previous relationship I was in where I was just like completely blind. Um, he said a lot of things to really insult my body and that uh, were incredibly hurtful and really uh, took away like some of the work that I had done to love my body. Like up to that point, I was like in love with my body. I didn't really want to change it. I just wanted to keep on learning how to take care of it better. And when, uh, when he told me, like he said, and I might get a little emotional, but he said the sight of my body, like naked body, um, like turned him off. Like if he was interested in like, you know, a little action, the sight of my body naked, like completely stopped it. And that's incredibly hurtful. And especially somebody who claims to love you to say that, um, and that's like the culture and like people think it's okay to say things like that to you, but it's not, it's not okay. Even if you don't necessarily like how somebody looks, it's not okay to say that to them. Like it's not your place to be like, you're ugly, you're fat. And we need to all be like loving our bodies more. And uh, frankly, like, I'm going to say this, like I love <laughs> certain parts of my body. There's certain parts of my body I don't like, but that's okay. It's also okay to not like certain parts of your body. That's okay too, because um, it's, a, it's really important to be genuine and to look at the reason why you don't like certain parts of yourself. Um, but I, I freaking love my legs. I got, I did a boudoir shoot earlier this year and like she got my legs and I'm like, mm, I love that shot I look so fine I like I plaster it on like certain things I'm like yes those are my legs those are not a model's legs those are mine <laughs> and it's <laughs> and I I love celebrating it I um you know that yeah like like I said there's certain parts of my body that I don't necessarily really like and it's more about it's not about the looks it's about how it functions I'm like oh it would be, I have a really short thumb, so I can't do like the number three with my hand. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of annoying. But I laugh about it and I do a three, like that's not conventional. And people are like, what the heck are you doing? You're making the okay sign. I'm like, well, I got a short thumb, whatever, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, and, and I don't necessarily like it, but I turn it into something that is like fun. And, uh, and I think like sometimes we, we get upset with each other or like in the body positive community even like oh you're like being self-deprecating because you're like teasing yourself I'm like no teasing yourself is kind of fun if you're doing it in a way that's like playful that brings you joy that it's just like something that you could be angry about like the fact that I have a short my little like I call my little stub thumb like I could be like really angry about it but I can also bring like fun to it and that's okay like, it's okay to feel how you're feeling about your body, but um, it's just, it's, it's a daily thing for me. And what I found is when I, when I do the things that bring me joy, and that's even how I move my body. Like, I, I do, like, naked dance parties in my room, but, like, whatever. It's what brings me joy. And when I can get into my body and, like, 
moving in a way that feels good to me. I'm like, you can't see me, but I'm moving it now. And I'm like, you know, I'm grooving. Like, I love it. I love a good song. I love to be able to dance. I'm like the crazy person at weddings that will just bring it to the dance floor. I am not a good dancer, but I like, I've literally lost track of an entire wedding without even really drinking that much because I've been on the dance floor the entire time because oh. I love it. And I don't really care what I look like. Sometimes I see pictures later on and I kind of cringe and I'm like, oh God. <laughs> but at the same time, it's it's really getting into your body and feeling the joy of it. Um, there, you know, if you're struggling with loving your body, um, I've list, I've done like so many exercises and one of the most powerful ones for me is like, I have a love hate relationship with my stomach. And I literally like when I meditate and when I, um, just sit still, I like touch it and I just go, I love you. Mm -hmm. I'm sending you love right now. And like, sometimes it brings me to tears and, um, I'm like really sensitive if people like touch my stomach. Like I'm afraid to get pregnant because I don't want anybody touching my stomach. So I'm going to just start like bawling at them because uh, it's still like sensitive for me, but like, that's okay. Like for me, like touching that part of my body and sending it love has helped me like so much to embrace it. And, um, or you can like just sit without clothes on and stare at yourself in a mirror and be like, you know what? I am sending you love. I may not like the way that you look right now, but I am sending you love. And uh, it's just, this is like a topic. <laughs> Obviously, I'm like super passionate about this, but it's really on my heart because we are trained by other people to not love our bodies. Like that's what I grew up with. Like the weird relationship with my mom, it, she's the, uh, me and my mom are like the bigger people in my family, in my immediate family. And she like threw all of her uncomfortability with being, uh, with being fat, with being obese onto me. And mm. um, why we still kind of struggle, why we still have, where, where I've placed huge boundaries is because I'm embracing and loving and showing off my body and like not caring how thin I look in a photo. And she's not there yet. Mm, that was going to be what my question was when, so that ex-boyfriend that said that to you or anybody who has anything to say about somebody else, do you think it has to do with how they feel about their own body? It could be in the instance of my ex-boyfriend. Um, he was, he wasn't, he was a skinny boy. <laughs> That's like the best way to describe it. Like super skinny, like his entire life. And then, uh, when he and I met, he was, he called himself fat, but like literally not really at all. Like if you looked at him from afar, you'd be like, um, what are you talking about? But for him, like all of a sudden, like, I think his, like his metabolism must have slowed down because it, like he just had more, like fat on his body than what he was used to. And so it could have, it definitely could have been, but really like what I've learned is that there is something going on. Like if somebody says something mean about you, 
it's about them and it's not about you. It's about um, they may be judging themselves and like projecting it onto you. And uh, when someone says something that's hurtful like that, it is really important to say something and say like, hey, you know, that's really hurtful to me. And if they continue to say it, then that's when you can't have them in your life anymore. And, uh, you know, with family, it's complicated. Uh, so like I said, I set like really huge boundaries with my mom. And, um, you know, growing up, I did, I had my brother say something really hurtful to me. He said that um, I would never get married because A, I was too fat and B, my personality sucked. Like I was too loud. I was too crazy, quote unquote crazy, because I'm a very energetic person and I'm very bubbly. And uh, back then, this was when I was in college. You know, I was very, I was very hyper and like, you know, if I had a lot of sugar, I was just like, beep, 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 like talking nonstop. And, um, and I've since realized that that's like how I was designed to be like, I'm bringing up human design again, but uh, like anybody who is familiar with human design, like I am divine in pretty much every single center. So I'm a very highly energetic person. I have um, like my energy is my own and I'm my own unique person. And now I'm starting to own it. Like I, I used to own it a little bit, but there was um, just this uncomfortability in my body. But uh, when people say something mean, to me, like I say something like, hey, you know what, that actually hurt. And um, in the instance of my ex, like he would say it repeatedly, like he didn't care how I felt. He was going to say whatever he was going to say. And like a part of me owns the fact that he was in his power. Like I'm all for that, but it wasn't, it wasn't the right place for me to be. And so it's okay to walk away in that instance. And um, when it comes to my mom, like I, you know, I say like, hey, you know, when you're saying this, it hurts. So can we change the subject or, well, you know, I, or if this keeps on going, I'm going to have to end the conversation. I'm going to have to walk away. And that's okay. Like expressing how you feel, expressing, um, you know, when somebody says something like they may not realize that it's insulting. They may not because it's so like ingrained in our culture to, you know, make comments about fat people or, you know, um, making assumptions that every like overweight person wants to lose weight. Mm. And uh, like, I recently started working with, um, like a, um, a passion of mine is to go uh, eat, like eat plant-based. And so I've been for the past like few months and I started working with a coach and I just said right out in the beginning, I was like, I really can give zero Fs about losing weight. I'm doing this because um, I just don't want to eat animals. I, uh, I knew dairy was bothering me and I was struggling because, uh, you know, I've been addicted to cheese. <laughs> but, you know, I, I said in the beginning, like, I don't want to lose weight. And so, yeah, like sometimes she would bring in like, oh, you want to eat the, like, eat like this if you want to lose weight. And I was like, well, I don't care about losing weight. I just want to make sure I'm eating 
I'm eating nutritiously and I'm making this transition from eating all fast food to like eating more vegetables and like plants and like not shocking my body too much. And so I was just really open with her and she's been great. Like we disagree on, you know, we actually had a beautiful conversation yesterday about this, but like we disagree about um, like the body positive and like fat liberation movement and like what, and like super fats and, and that's okay because she respected me enough to not pressure me to like use a scale to like measure my body. Like it was about what habits am I adding into my life? Like how am I taking care of my body? Like how am I am I eating the right foods? And like when I take out an entire group of foods, like when I take out all the animal products, like let's talk about this and let's not talk about our weight. Mm -hmm. And it was beautiful. And here's something that, that I love is that, uh, well, I'm also, uh, we could have a whole podcast about this, probably Amy (laughs) plant-based. I love it. I love it. But something that you had said in another, um, I don't know if it was another podcast or one of your posts that I think ties into this was, um, at one point you had been sacrificing your needs for the sake of others and making other people feel uncomfortable. And the example that you had used or not wanting to make people feel uncomfortable was, um, your bathing suit and how you hate one pieces. And so you started wearing a two piece because that's what made you feel comfortable. Do you remember that? Do you remember talking about that? Oh yeah. (laughs) That's my mom again. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, a little bit about my journey and uh, like you actually probably don't even know this, but um, back in 2013, I lost a ton of weight. I was, um, I, w- I was just like, I'm not treating my body right. And I was actually on a health quest, but I got pulled into diet culture, like hardcore. And within six months, I lost about like 75 pounds. And um, once I lost that weight, um, yeah, and it was... It was like about September, like right about now, like that I was like at my smallest size. So like seven years ago, I was just like, F, F uh, one pieces, I'm done. And um, I started, I started with tankinis. And then when I was like my smallest, I, I got some like bikinis and I was like, I, I'm like, I like this. I like this better than tankinis. I am like done. And so since then, even though I've gained technically all the weight, I don't even know. I'm like, I'm like the size I was before I lost all the weight, but I ditched my scale like five years ago. So I have no idea what I weigh. Um, <laughs> but I kept on, I, as I gained weight, I got like bigger size bikinis and they were making them. And, um, so the past three years, I've gone on like a family vacation to um, Michigan and we go to the beach because I said I was obsessed with oceans. Um, beaches, like lakes are not quite my jam because 
you know, there's no dolphins in lakes, but um, I still like my non-negotiable with my family vacation. I was like, we're going to the beach and including this year with COVID. And even though it was a little too crowded for my sister to say, so I was like, no, we're going to the beach. And um, I wear my bikini and I'm like, whatever. And um, my mom took photos and like would post everybody's photos online, but me in my bikini. And I, um, and like I said before, like me and my mom, we're the only like fat people in our family. Like everybody else is uh, like relatively skinny. And um, she didn't post me in my bikini online and she sent me like a few weeks later a picture she's like oh here here's a did I send you this because I'm about to delete it and it was like me in my bikini and I was like okay you can't post it like I know you're uncomfortable with it because um like I I'm an aunt and I had my uh nieces and nephew in the hot tub with me in the bikini and she was using the kids to cover me up I was like, whatever. I, I, you know, I don't care if, if it makes her feel comfortable, like whatever, as long as if I'm ha living my best life, I don't need photos of it. Um, but I used to, in the past, I would have worn a t-shirt. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have sacrificed like, uh, <laughs> the actual like undergarment, like the under swimsuit part of it, because I just hate you know, when you got to go to the bathroom, you got to pull it all the way down and then pull it back up. And it's, it's kind of like, yes. you know, putting on the sweat, the wet sports bra and taking it on. It's kind of like that. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. I want to enjoy my time in, um, I usually go in hot tubs in the beach. That's pretty much it. Like I haven't swam in a swimming pool in a long time, but you know, when I wear a swimsuit, I want to be comfortable and my comfort is more important than what somebody else how somebody else feels and like I was actually shocked like at the beach like the few times I've been in Michigan I was like the only it's pretty much the only one in a bikini like big or tiny and I'm like oh I guess it's just like something on tv where everybody's wearing bikinis but I don't care I'm like I'm going to wear it and I'm not going to cover up in a t-shirt because I sense the energy of like other people being uncomfortable with me showing off my body however it is and uh, I just encourage like anybody else who's like feeling that way um all I like I said before like always start with baby steps and um like in the beginning I probably I don't really remember, but I think I did like cover up. Like I started with just what was underneath, what was comfortable. And then like maybe wore like a, like a tank top or a t-shirt over it. Um, instead of like walking around, but now I just walk around in it. And uh, I even did it with the ex who hated my body. And like, he kind of like covered it up and be like, um, like this suit isn't necessarily flattering, but this one's better. And, um, but I still, I just like, I walked around. I didn't care what his, what his parents thought. Cause he had a, his parents had a lake house when I was there all the time um, last summer, not this past summer, but the year before, but uh, I just stopped caring. And I'm like, I sense like people are like, 
what is she doing? Like, she's opening her body? Like, what? But, yeah. Yeah. But, but no one really ever said anything to me. It was just, like, the actions. And I was just like, eh. You know, it, it, it's okay. <laughs> it's, it's okay for them to feel uncomfortable. And um, as long when they bring it onto you and like say something to you, that's when where you can say like, say something if it hurts you or if something bothers you, that's where you can have a conversation. But if they're not saying anything to you and they're just doing weird stuff if it bothers you say something but if it doesn't bother you like I don't um I don't really care like I don't really need my mom to be posting pictures of me on her Facebook um I I I could really care less because I don't I that doesn't bother me like what other people are posting about like as far as family stuff or whatever online because I share so much of my life um, I share so much about my life publicly. Like if somebody asks, like, you know, if I am on a podcast or if somebody asks me a question, like, I'm going to be honest with you. I might not be blasting everything online, like every little detail, every little struggle, but whenever people ask me, like if anybody follows me and they have a question and they send me a DM, um, as long as if they're not spamming me, like I, I'm really open to responding. Uh, and I'll be, I'll be 100% honest. I will share whatever I can share that is about like me, that is about from my perspective. Um, but yeah. Mm. Well, and you know what, I think by doing that too, Amy, it's like you're, even if they don't maybe realize it in the moment or do anything about it, it's like, it's almost like you're showing other people what's possible for themselves whether it's wearing a bikini or wearing red lipstick or wearing something that's quote unquote too young for them or whatever, whatever, right? Especially as women, like we're always getting critiqued and judged on what we wear, what we do with our face, our bodies. Um, and so just by, I think you kind of living that way, I think is just, a, um, an inspiration and hopefully a call to others to do, to do the same. Um, so I, I'm so glad that you shared that. And just really quickly, you had mentioned the lingerie photo shoot. What inspired you to do that? And what was that experience like? Um, so the ones that I've been posting and the ones I did earlier this year, that's actually my second one I did. <laughs> I did one, um, about two years ago, actually. Yeah, again, two years ago. Um, I really wanted to step out of my comfort zone, the, like the first time I did it. And, uh, how it came about was I had a coworker and he did, like a nude photo shoot and the photos were like breathtaking like absolutely beautiful stunning like like he was covered up like you know <laughs> it's not like anyways but um I was like can you hook me up with your photographer like I want to do I want to do something like this I I was um at that point, I just didn't want to take my own photos anymore, like two years ago. And um, 
I wanted, I wanted a photo shoot. And so it was literally in the backyard of this girl's um, house. And uh, I did a lingerie shoot and it was in nature, which um, <laughs> not a huge fan of, but uh, I wore like no makeup, just red lipstick actually. And I let my hair go natural and I felt so liberated and so beautiful mm. um, in those photos. And it was more, it was definitely more risky because it was in the backyard. There were just some, um, I don't know, like sheets up or something. Like she had like it blocked off a little bit, but uh, like she just had me dancing. She's like, just dance, just be yourself. And uh, I really loved I really love those photos because it just showcased me in my like natural self. And um, that was when I really first start like owning my body, like owning it in um, my biggest size. Cause I've been like pretty steady for the past two years, as far as uh, like body size goes. And um, I, the shoot I did this year, that was, uh, it was both a business branding photo shoot and a boudoir, and I wanted to treat myself, and uh, this photographer, she works specifically with business owners, she's a little, like a plus size babe, and I had been following her for several months, and I was like, you know, if she ever comes to Chicago, I'm booking a shoot with her, like no matter what, and so I made it happen. She came to Chicago at the end of February, um, and with hers, what was different was I felt more, um, I felt more safe. I felt more seen and I felt like I shared like what I wanted my brand to be and, um, where it's about like, I'm, I'm a playful, fun person, but also like bringing sexy and bringing in that like, mm, like orgasmic feeling, like. And those photos like really showcase that. So um, the difference was the, the intention. And uh, what I have to say uh, for people who are unsure about doing like a boudoir session or like getting down to your skivvies with somebody else and like having them take photos of you, uh, really uh, like try to have a conversation with the photographer and find somebody who is like in line with like what you are wanting to get out of the photo shoot. Um, and uh, because with that second one, that's what I did. And it was somebody where I like looked and admired their work for a lot longer than like the first one. The first one was just like a whim. I'm glad I did it. I love the, I love the photos, but they're not like quite my brand. So I, they're just for me pretty much. And I, I show them to whoever I want to show them to be like this is what I did um, kind of thing and I used to if you go back I don't know if it's on the, my Instagram now they might there some of them might be on there actually still I don't anyways <laughs> I digress so if you're like you're like I really want to know it's like me in like a like a teal green kind of lingerie set there you go. If you're like dying to know. <laughs> I know people, some people might be curious. So I'm, I'm going to ask you about your handle later. So yeah. Um, well, my Instagram handle is the Amy Bay. Really simple. Um, I just, 
I own my name as my brand because I am likely going to shift into something else at some point. And so I am me. <laughs> I am my own unique brand. But um, yeah, it's sometimes it's so like when you step out of your comfort zone and do something, it can it brings so much beauty. Like it whether it goes well or well, whether it goes poorly, you stepped out of your comfort zone and you changed your life and you learned something. You either learned this is something that I absolutely love and heck yes, like I'm going to um, just get boudoir shoots as often as I can and just celebrate my body. Or you learned, no, this isn't really quite for me. Like I just, I felt like really uncomfortable the entire time. I don't really like that part of me and that's okay. Um, it's okay, just embrace like what feels good to you and whether um, whether it went well or bad, you learned a lesson, you learned something. Yes, and stepping out of your comfort zone with, with anything, like with starting something, with stopping something, with, with something to do with your body, your, your image, um, literally so much to, that we live in our comfort zone. And I absolutely love what you said, Amy. I think that's like the best way ever to start to wrap this up is just whatever happens, whether it works out or you learn a lesson, it can, there can be so much beauty in stepping out of that comfort zone. Um, so I love that. I'm, I have a couple of questions that I ask everybody at the end of the podcast that I'm going to ask you, Amy, but before we get into that, you've already shared with us your Instagram handle at Amy May, M-A-E, right? Yes. Um, and you mentioned you have a masterclass coming up. What is that about? And then how can we, for those interested or that it's a good fit for, join your Facebook group? So, yeah, so my masterclass is all about, uh, it's about taking your human design and using, it's called like Attract Your Soulmate with Human Design. So uh, what I'm going to be talking about in there is um, utilizing your human design and using that in your dating life, using that in when you're setting intentions for what love you want to attract in your life, you know, whether that is a soulmate or if you're really, even if you're looking to love yourself more and get to know like how you function a bit more like how you can like step more into alignment like this masterclass is for you like it is going to be spun more towards like um the initial dating phase like i was just talking yesterday uh, planning this out with one of my coaches and um it's about you know different there's different types of human design and certain people are meant to like throw themselves out there and be on all the dating sites and talking to like, you know, five or six guys at once and everything. But, and a lot of uh, dating advice out there is teaching like everyone to do those kinds of things, to have like a pool of men to choose from. But based on your design and what feels good to you, that may not, that might be really scary. And so in this masterclass, I go through like the different types and what strategies and what ways of living and being in alignment are going to work with when it comes to putting yourself out there for finding a relationship. Um, so that is what my masterclass is going to be about. I don't have an official date set yet, but the information 
I'm going to put it on my um, Instagram, which I already gave you the handle. And then my um, Facebook group is called uh, Love by Design on, oh yeah, and on Facebook. And so I can, uh, I can just give you the URL to put um, for people to do it because I couldn't quite do like Facebook groups and Love by Design because that was taken, but yeah, that's okay. I can give it. Yeah, I can give it to you. I had to like play on the word a little bit, not make it simple. I'm sorry. Well, that's okay. And I don't, um, and we'll all make sure that the, it is um, included in the link here really quickly. And this is something we probably, maybe I'll have to have you back on to do a whole specific episode on, but a lot of people in this community are familiar with human design. And if, if you're not, it's just, um, I go to my body graph. I don't know if you recommend something different and put in your date, birth date, time, location where you were born, and you'll get one of five types. Are you able to like quickly run through like a, like a dating tendency or something for each type or will that spoil the class? I can go through it. I can go through really quick, like what the types are and, um, yeah, I can, I can go on. It can, the deeper you go with human design, like, yeah. But anyway, I can give a brief overview. So, um, like generate, so there's, uh, generators, manifesting generators, uh, manifestors, projectors, and reflectors. So, uh, Manifesting generators and generators, as far as their um, dating technique, can be it can be like very similar because they they are the two energy types, uh, meaning like they have their sacral center defined, and so that's like a, the big motor center. You have a lot of energy, and you can do a lot more. So what I would what I recommend like for like the generators and the many gens like they can you know they have more energy to do more when it comes to dating like they can um whether you're comfortable or not because hello covid uh, <laughs> like be going out and like talking to guys and putting that energy out there they can also be on the dating sites um and they could you know utilize like a network and like try to meet people through other people kind of a thing um and the, the difference with manifesting generators is that um, we are big like multitaskers. So that's really like the, the type I would recommend to really have like a lot of guys to talk to because you're just going to have like a lot of energy and to focus all that on one guy, it might like overwhelm him, <laughs> and, which might not be a bad thing, but like just to have like more people to talk to, like you're going to be the energy type who can do that more. And then um, manifestors, what I say about them is they're not quite like a low energy type. They're kind of like in the middle, but they're the ones that are meant to like initiate. They're, that's their um, strategy. Yeah, that's right. It's like to initiate. And so like what I recommend for a manifestor, you meet somebody you like, like ask them out, like boom like putting themselves out there. And, um, and then there's projectors and reflectors, which I have 
like with this brief, like I'm going to put them in the same, but they're like the lower energy types and they need to protect their energy. So for them, it's like taking it slow and really focusing on like what feels good to them and really learning how to um, protect your own energy because they uh, like reflectors are completely like open. They have nothing in their energy that's consistent. Like projectors have some um, consistent energy. And uh, so for them, like I would just say really learning how to protect your own energy and know what's yours and know and being able to distinguish what's coming from other people, what's coming from the people around you. And really like taking things slow and, and only talking with maybe one or two guys at a time. Mm. taking and taking rest like for both of them like pretty like the joke is like you're struggling you're tired go take a nap like just go take naps and <laughs> and like you know get make sure that they're getting enough rest because they don't have um any what we call like motor centers defined uh, manifestors have like what makes a manifestor a manifestor is they have a motor center that's like connected to their throat and they're called a manifestor because the throat is the manifesting center and uh, so like their voice is powerful and uh, same with manifesting generators like we have a motor center connected to our throat but we also have that sacral center defined so like our voices are powerful um, but like I said, I can go into this yeah. like, way more and I will in the masterclass, but if you're, you know, itching, like find it, like you want to find out more, just like reach out to me. Um, I, I'm going to be teaching it in about a month. I haven't set the exact date yet, but, um, I'm going to go into it all there and there'll be like a Q and A at the end. So, um, like I, when people register, I'm going to tell them have your chart and, um, I will answer like anything. If you're like, what do I do about this situation? Like whether it's related to human design or not, like I'll answer any questions about like dating on that masterclass. Oh, that's going to be so good. And what I, what, why I wanted you to go through that was just because it's like with anything in life, um, there's certain ways that advice that people give you that may have worked for them, that may have worked for somebody else, but it may not work for you. So even if you don't know your, your type or that those names were confusing to you, I think the takeaway is just to know that there's never one way to do anything and to understand more about yourself and what does work for you and then go do more of that without feeling guilty is what I just love about human design in all areas. Um, okay. So really quick before we, before I let you go, Amy, and I think this is going to maybe be easier for you because you're a librarian, we are on the open book podcast where every week I also talk about a book. Um, so I got to ask you, what are you reading right now? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I literally just finished a book last night. Um, so right, like what I just finished, it's a fiction book. It's called, it was called Star Daughter. And it was about this, um, this girl who's half star and half human. And she has to uh, win this competition in order to save her family. And it was, it was really good because I'm into, I'm totally into that like spiritual world. So it brought in that like, 
spiritual world and someone coming into their own power and all that mystical stuff. So I highly recommend it. Um, it's called Star Daughter. And I, Star Daughter. Yeah, I okay. don't know what the author is because I don't remember. That's okay. That's okay. And then last question, is there a book that you would recommend on any of the topics that we covered today around self-image, self-acceptance, self-love, human design and love, anything where somebody can, in addition to following you and getting connected with you, that they can dive deeper in on that topic? Oh, okay. So... This is too funny. I've actually never finished reading any body, body positive books. So I'm going to have to uh, recommend a human design book. Um, like if you're wanting to dive deep into human design and, you know, don't want to take a course and because sometimes they can be like pricey. Um, it's, a, it's a human design book and it's by Karen Curry. If you just search, I think it's I think it's, oh, it's Understanding Your Human Design. I had to like remember the title. <laughs> um, Understanding Your Human Design by Karen Curry, uh, C-U-R-R-Y. Uh, that was the first book I read on human design and it really allowed me to start living more in alignment and applying the concepts of beyond just like looking at my chart and being like, what does this mean? <laughs> so Oh, so good. Okay. Okay. People are going to be like, I know looking for that too. Cause, um, like I said, I know we have a lot of people in here who are just getting into it or interested in it. So that'll be a great resource in addition to you. So Amy, thank you so much for being on this. And I, I just, I loved everything we covered. Um, any other final thoughts, words, advice that you would want to share before we call this episode complete? Oh, first of all, I want to say thank you so much for having me. Like, I love doing this. It's brought me so much joy. And um, my, my bottom line for everybody is just follow what feels good in your life. Like, if something doesn't feel good, um, if it brings you feelings of, like, frustration, anger, disappointment, like turn away from that and do what you can to steer yourself towards what feels good in your life. Mm, so good. Well, with that, Amy, thank you so much. Definitely get connected with her. Follow along, check out her photos, check out her masterclass. I appreciate you, Amy, and uh, I'll see you around. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks so much for hanging out today. It really is such an honor to get to hang out with you inside your earbuds as you go about your day, as you get ready for your morning, as you take your walk, your run, clean the house, whatever you might be doing. I know that there are a ton of podcast options out there, so it is not taken lightly that you chose to hit play on this one. If you haven't already hit that subscribe button, be sure that you do right now because we have some awesome guest expert interviews in the queue coming your way. And as we speak right now, I'm working on getting some additional awesome podcast guests scheduled on topics that we have not covered yet. So we don't want you to miss out on those. Also, if you haven't already left a review and feel compelled to do so, it would not only mean the world to me, um, but when you send me a DM over on Instagram at sarahlynn.co that you did that, I'm going to send you back a gift with the um, how to land your first or next podcast guest guide interview. With that, have an awesome day and I will see you back here soon. Thank mm -hmm. you.